I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 142. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Death by Denim. The Perth 4-piece are releasing their eclectic second record today, entitled Moonbow. In today's episode, we're speaking with Palais and Nick from the band about how they approached the sometime difficult second record, working with Andy Lawson, and we discuss the music of the weekend. Here we go. Our guests today are two of the members of one of the most exciting and eclectic bands out of Perth at the moment. Having released their debut record Sleepless and Sunkissed back in 2020, today they released the incredible follow-up, which is entitled Moonbow. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from Death by Denim, Nick and Palais. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Very, Very well. Good. How, How are you doing? doing? Very good, thank you. Uh, whereabouts uh, are you joining us from WA this morning? Yes, we are. It's a uh, cloudy day in Perth, which is actually quite nice because it's been high 30s recently and I'm enjoying this cool weather, i got to say, you know. <laughs> We have heard from um, a few different bands at the moment that it has been like a little little bit of a warm season in, in Perth uh, the oh, last yeah. little while. I think it was um, like one of the hottest summers on record. So Is that right? It was, yes. There, there were many 40-degree days. So yeah. It's too much sometimes. <laughs> 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 well, look, I am glad that it has kind of cooled down for you and that's a little bit more um, enjoyable. I think, um, I don't know about you, when it gets to like, cooler weather i tend to like that more because i feel like you can kind of stay inside and enjoy um not to be terribly on brand but with a music podcast but like i feel that you can kind of enjoy music more well for me it's like when we're doing like a writing day or a demo day and we're just sweating and it's just no fun you know because yeah. our studio environment is usually very disorganized at home and not very comfortable at the best of times so the heat is no good <laughs> in conclusion <laughs> yeah I, I can imagine it's not kind of ideal to be recording or playing an instrument and just seeing like the beads of sweat kind of drop down yeah no <laughs> stings the eyes you know blind yeah. we're blind <laughs> Um, it is a very exciting day uh, for yourselves and for the band. Uh, your second record, Moonbow, is out today. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. Very, uh, very excited. It's been a long time, I guess. Our first album came out in 2020, so a whole extra season of a pandemic and we're here. So we're yes. happy to, happy to be here. <laughs> Very keen, though. Very keen. Yeah. 
Of course, the um, the first record that you're referring to, Sleepless and Sunkissed, did come out in 2020. Was the plan to always kind of follow it up within, I guess, two years or was, was it kind of a due to COVID that you guys jumped back into the studio? I think um, literally the week after that album was released, we were back in the studio just for like a routine kind of uh, song session and we did three songs. And we were just like, oh, this is a bit new. <laughs> and then we just thought, let's just do an album with this direction. Let's not mess around. Let's just go for it. <laughs> so um, we just absolutely love recording. Like it's it's up there on par for me, especially with playing live. Like I just love that process. So the more, the better. And within like a month or two, we were just talking about getting a fully fledged album back on on the scene and just wasting no time. So here we are. It is a um, it is a gorgeous record. This record, I feel, sonically kind of manages to blend. We've got indie rock, psych rock. There's some R and B, some electronica. Um, yeah, almost a little folky Beatles esque kind of stuff. You guys have really kind of not left anything out, but I mean that in a good way. It seems to kind of work magnificently. I do hope so. <laughs> well, I think uh, especially in the way we recorded it. And I mentioned before we did initially three songs and I think each of those three had a slightly different vibe and we kind of pushed that out and explored that for the rest of the whole 14-track album. So there's a few different moods, but it's just been, I feel it's a bit more cohesive still than the first album. We've kind of known what we're doing a bit more and it's, uh, largely just been more about the songs rather than trying to find one sound for them, just seeing whatever the song needs. And that's why we've got some songs which have nothing but synth and then ones which have acoustic guitar. And we often wondered if we should have left them out or, you know, <laughs> staggered them into different releases or EPs, but we just we couldn't really say goodbye to anything. We were pretty set on the pack of songs that we had as being one unit. So we hope it uh, doesn't shock people when they hear like a synth bop and then it follows up with some Beatles-esque <laughs> guitar and they're scratching their heads going, is this the same band or what's going on? <laughs> I think you guys have kind of uh, blended it together quite well and it does seem to, to really work. I'm, uh, I'm curious, I guess, when you, as you said, you've got the three songs, when you're playing across so many different kinds of genres, is there a discussion when you've um, when you've got all your songs? I imagine like any other band, and if it's not the case, congratulations, but like any other band, there are some songs that don't quite meet the uh, the standard or that aren't, you get to the end and it's not as, as it's not the A or even the B kind of material. It's more the, the stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I'm curious with like B-sides or things that didn't quite make the record, how do you go about picking those so that the album doesn't tend to lean into two, like into one genre too much? So I think for this one, we had one song which we cut that we recorded. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there are, there are a couple that we were demoing and that kind of thing, which we thought didn't deserve the time. But um, for us, it was just listening to the, all the songs we had and trying to find like an order. On, or just place them all 
uh, and there was just there was one song where we're just like it just it's just another song. It's not really adding any value to this record, even though it's it's fun to listen to. It's just like it's not unique in any way, and that's why um, it was very hard to cut any more than that because every song is quite kind of unique to itself. So when you take it out, you're taking out like a whole mood from that particular album, which wasn't easy to just chop one in this because 14 songs is, you know, it's not a small album. For us at least compared to the first one. (laughs) So there was a lot of talk of cutting like two or three tracks, but I was pretty firm myself (laughs) in defending all songs. (laughs) What is the uh, what is the process like when it does come to kind of picking that song selection? Is it like a King Arthur round table kind of thing where you can everyone gets their vote, or is it a uh, yeah? What's what's the situation like? It definitely, yeah. I mean, we all get our say, and I think with this album, especially, I've got, I've got a sword <laughs> in his back right now. Just <laughs> you can't see off camera. There is a small knife yeah, yeah. underneath. Yeah, under the table. Yeah. I'm bleeding it. <laughs> Um, especially because of like all the different moods, I think everyone has like their certain favorite songs. So like my favorite song is completely different to Palais, who's different to George's and Hamish's. Um, and so then it becomes like a, it becomes so tough to cut out whatever, because my opinion isn't greater than whoever's opinion. Um, so it's just like when picking songs, we still have no clue what we're doing. In terms of like yeah. singles, especially like we don't know what song I think, yeah, to put out. Picking like picking the singles that we released off this one was very tough because yeah. of because there were so many different vibes on this album that it was just like, what do we want to make it look like from that initial point of view? You no, know, that first single we release is not going to sound anything like the focus track that we're releasing today. The Moonbow title track, you know. So there was um, a, every song was a few steps away from the one before it. So it was very hard to pick singles in particular. That was where I think the most blood was shed <laughs> between us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see that you're all still standing even yeah. after the bloodshed and that, that it has worked out. <laughs> very resilient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, to my understanding, you guys recorded with Andy Lawson at DeBasis Studios, who I think you did the first record with as well. Yep, we've done we've done all our uh, professional recording with Andy from the start. Yeah, he's kind of built with us like our sound. Um, like when you hear our first EP, which you probably shouldn't. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know what the genre is to like we sort of started making our progression towards yep. the sound that we have now. So um, Andy's a lot to uh, give credit to that. Yeah. What was the, um, I guess, was the experience any different this time around in terms of you guys have already done DEP, you just mentioned the first record and now going into a second one where you're kind of, yeah, covering a lot of sonic ground was, was the experience with Andy any different from that first time around? I think uh, we just made ourselves at home a bit more than we usually would because it's been a few years now with him and he has really helped craft not just like the way our songs sound but our point of view when writing songs and all that kind of thing um 
so we really value his opinion but it's at the point now where like from the moment you open the studio door we're just like shouting at each other in a very healthy way but there's there's just there's no time to waste i think the last time we went we drank we drank all these beers and then we were we felt bad so we went to replace them and then we drank all of those (laughs) and and we just left him with nothing and gave him a pat on the back so it's it's very uh, we're we're all pretty good sports about it but i think um yeah we just really uh we have like a process that we go through but we're always keen to i guess we know when an idea is pretty cooked and out there but it deserves the time in the studio and i think we used to kind of grapple with that um in the first few sessions but now we we know when we need to really give um time to certain things and ideas and when to just cut them so it's a bit more efficient and on the ball i think that's very cool i can um i can appreciate that uh when you first got the band together when the the four of you kind of came together sans andy um what was that kind of initial discussion or i guess coming together like in in terms of your influences and wanting to start a band hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, um... I was like a very much an 80s glam metal fan, which was not very relevant to uh, what most people like these days. And uh, Nick had a lot of hip-hop influence. And I think just in terms of um, contemporary music catalogue, I think Hamish and George listen to the most music daily and are the most like passionate about finding new artists and like... Um, Whereas I like these days, I myself, I don't even really listen to much music. I just find it influences me too much in what I'm playing. So I just kind of like playing. So I'm useless when it comes to referencing artists that we're trying to sound like and that kind of thing. Whereas they really bring that um, knowledge to the rhythm section and all those ideas. Uh, So I think when we started out, it took probably took a few months before we all really gelled and we could match all the influences together and really jam and get a good sound out. It took us a while to figure out what we actually sounded like or wanted to sound like. And uh, I think even the first EP, when we recorded that, we were like, oh, well, this is what, this is what we sound like. Cause we'd never heard ourselves like <laughs> on record as a band before. So it was like, oh, it's kind of like this Brit rock, like raw rock and roll sound. And then, 
that was a good place to kind of uh, see how that related to people. That was just our live show. So after that, we became much more um, considerate, considerate of what we wanted to put in the songs and the direction we wanted to go. So it's, it's been a bit of a long journey to get to this point musically, I think. When you've, well, now that you're at this point, it kind of has been a bit of a, like a, a journey for you. I know that the first record had, um, what is it, Cigarettes and Honey, which I believe was a huge track on Triple J. And now with this record as well, um, you guys have been signed to Warner Music Australia, which is a kind of a, a huge step forward as a band. Congratulations on that as well. How did that? Um, how did that whole kind of thing come about? Because that is one of the um, the nicest things you can have happen as a band is signed to a uh, to a to a decent sized major label. Well, I think uh, we we haven't been wanting to jump into anything. Like we've we've really taken our time, especially with management, and we, we haven't just been like running at the first thing that comes and. I think with a with a label, the general advice was that for us was to generally um, take a bit of time and not just try grab some money to put in our pockets with a nice advance. We really wanted to find something that suited what we needed, and um, I think just given uh, the whole COVID experience, having a big bigger team has been the um the goal at the moment so we were so fortunate that we got that opportunity to sign with warner because um yeah it's just been tough being isolated to perth and not really knowing how to me personally (laughs) get the music out where it needs to go and so it's kind of been an all hands on deck um moment in time i guess and it's come at the right time yeah yeah, of course. <laughs> um, just kind of touching on what you were just saying in terms of being in Perth during COVID. And I know that um, for a long period of time, Perth was doing really well in terms of kind of being able to have gigs and events. What was the experience like, I guess, being in, well, that's what it was like from an outsider's perspective. What was it like being inside that kind of bubble and being able to have gigs and kind of go out and do things um, during that time? It was really good, like amazing at the start when um, like selfishly we would look at Over East and it would be like crazy lockdowns and stuff and we were able to play shows as normal. Um, I think after, you know, a year it became a bit of like, um, I don't know, we were just playing to the same people. Yeah. Punter, um, punter fatigue, yeah. I think is the... Punter fatigue, <laughs> Term. I think um, it was a really great time uh, last year for upcoming bands in Perth, especially because um, just going to I think just going to gigs in general has just become su- such a popular thing to do rather than like going out to clubs. I think gigs has been where it's at in Perth, and there's been so many great bands coming through. I think for us, um, especially those first few months of gigs were pretty crazy. It was just like everyone was just fully on board and then i think at the end of last year in particular it's a bit like you know we're we're ready to leave perth you know there's only so much (laughs) you can actually do in one place before you just start playing the same gigs to the same crowd and that kind of thing so 
I know if my favorite band was uh, saddled up in Perth and playing every week, I'd probably go for to about three shows and then be like, ah, cool, you know. So, <laughs> so and even for us, like we we just uh, we were getting so used to touring around Australia pre-COVID that that's really been just the the goal. That's been the chase for us. That's started to feel like home. I guess we just wanted to get on the plane. So we're pretty excited to get on the plane next week. You know. Of course. Well, that's what I was going to kind of lead into. The um, We've got the Moonbow album tour with Old Merv that starts on Saturday. How? Yeah, you've kind of already answered it, but how excited are you to kind of get on that plane and go see uh, your mates on the East Coast and kind of play some shows where you don't recognise all of the faces? Pretty keen. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to even like, <laughs> how excited we are, I think. Um, but we, we were able to get off one tour last year. It was kind of like a staggered tour. We weren't able to go to Melbourne. Um, so we haven't been to Melbourne in two and a half years, and that will be our first gig um, there. So we're like, can it, we're keen to go everywhere, but like we haven't been to Melbourne for yeah. two and a half years. So it's just like it's going to be a bit surreal being there again. And um just playing like, you know, we're playing bigger stages this time around. So, um, you know, we're pumped about that. And we've got a new live set playing new songs. So, um, yeah, we're playing a, so a bunch excited, of yeah. new ones off the album, probably too many. So, <laughs> um, we're pretty keen to see how those connect with people over East because we haven't actually played them to people in Perth yet. So, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. Yes. I've spoken to a few people who, um, very excited about the tour and uh, we're we're based in Adelaide. We've got a few people in Melbourne and Sydney who have all kind of all in agreement that there are we're all looking forward to the tour. Amazing. We are we are equally as <laughs> excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick and Pale, uh, we would usually ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. If at the moment, if there's anything that you're kind of taking a uh, I know you mentioned before you're not listening to a lot of current music at the moment, but if there's anything on your record player or streaming service respectively that you're enjoying. Uh, there's a couple that Hamish, our drummer, have always told me or like brought up. There's like Eve Chimur. Yep. And then there's Nilifa Yanya, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty okay. sure they're British artists, but like they're just doing like some really cool stuff and um, – like we we like so much different like different kinds of music. I think um, so it's just the like the weekend's last album I was actually getting quite into Dawn FM. That was a uh, that was the one thing I was listening to for a good yeah. <laughs> three weeks. I think it was, and that, and that was on in three. Yeah, and I I thought that was an amazing album. Just the way it, it kind of uh the way it was promoted and it was all just like one look and one like one visual one concept i just thought it was awesome so that's inspired me very much for whatever's next to come is just trying to have a bit more of a fully fledged concept around the entire um next album or next ep or whatever it is that way and no i won't be able to sound like the weekend (laughs) (laughs) i was going to ask if I want you to sing as good as the weekend. Yeah. I was hoping you'd also say Jim Carrey would be appearing on the next uh, Death by Denim record, but we might have to get like Chris Rock or something like that. I can't get rid of that. 
look, what's the um, what's the Australian equivalent? We'll get Carl Barron or I, I don't know someone. We'll get someone for you guys. Yeah, we'll get we'll get like Josh Lawson or or something. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nick and Pale, thank you very much for your time today. I do appreciate you coming onto the podcast, and uh, congratulations again on Moonbow, which is out today. No worries. Cheers, Simon. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Cheers for having us. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Death by Denim for their time. Moonbow is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or see them on tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Shari at Great Company Collective for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning, and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.